Hello and welcome to another episode of City Songs Introducing. Today I'm joined by the talented Joe Ogborn. Uh, good to see you, Joe. And you, Phil. Thanks for having me on. Pleasure. Pleasure. So, um, Joe, as I'm sure many of you will know, is, uh, is a very talented pianist and drummer. But Joe, uh, to, to help us find out a bit more about you, tell us a bit about you know, your, your musical taste and, and styles. My musical taste and styles. Uh, yes. So I, I think fundamentally I like stuff with groove. I think I've tried to work out what is it I like about music. And it's stuff that makes me want to tap my foot at the end of the day. So if in terms of the kind of stuff and genre I find myself listening to or writing, it's often stuff with a bluesy feel. So like it's not jazz, although I like aspects of jazz. It's not pure 12 bar blues, although I like blues. It's not, so it's probably more funky stuff. Um, and being a drummer, I think that there's a big crossover. So the piano stuff I like listening to, the piano stuff I end up writing, I think comes from the kind of style of drums that I really enjoy playing, which is normally the more slightly intricate syn syncopated stuff. Um, but then I also really like folk music. Um, lyrically, I think I've really enjoyed what kind of the kind of folk style of telling songs, uh, sorry, telling stories while you're writing. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, you, you might occasionally find me listening to a bit of country uh, on my uh, on my off days. Uh, having obviously having Lex in my life it has meant that I've been well, uh, exposed to country music. Yeah. Well, I, th I think that's that's good enough for this uh, city songs introducing. Let's just cut there. <laughs> <laughs> country, country music. Well, I mean, it, you know, in all seriousness, it begs the question: you know, is it actually really appropriate to have any other kind of musical styles other than soft rock in in a church worship context? <laughs> You've asked me this question. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I think I think part of it is um, you 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 like what you grew up with. So I, we we all grew up with soft rock in church contexts. Um, and I think if you look at what's mainstream, you know uh, Phil Wickham uh, stuff coming out of kind of Bethel, Jesus Culture, Hillsong. It's all it's all of a certain ilk. Um, and so I get why if you've grown up songwriting in church, that becomes a natural kind of genre in which you songwrite um but but actually do you know what one really great songwriter i think is john foreman out of kind of switchfoot if you listen yep. to some of the solo stuff yep. he's done it's absolutely beautiful and i think uh him and i another guy called josh garrels who's kind of more folky um but i'm not gonna lie there's not many people i've come across within i guess kind of the uk who I might find myself that I play similar to them or sound similar to them. Um, I guess, cause I'm not, I don't write gospel stuff. Like gospel is a very unique style of music and yeah. I'm not a gospel writer, but I like what they do. Uh, mm -hmm. But I would never put myself in that category. <laughs> it's, very, it's actually far more demanding uh, to be yeah. a good gospel musician. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I'm, I'm fully all for different styles of music, you know, and the fact that we are, if we're going to be a multicultural church, we have to realise that everyone has different people have different musical tastes and styles as well as um, you know all, all other kind of aspects of culture. But um, but so as as you were sort of alluding to, as well as being a, a, a performing musician, as it were, you also write your own music. Um, mm -hmm. Tell us a bit about sort of you know that that how that started. Well, so I mean, when did you write your first song, for example, if you can remember? 
The first song I can properly remember was a song called More of You, which I wrote for a church. I was probably 14. And I think that was, I can still remember it. And it was about the lyrics, the chorus was more of you, less of me. The desire of my heart is to be like you. And for me, the real transition came was when I began to think in terms of chords. So growing up as a piano player, having lessons, I started classical, then found a teacher who basically began to expose me to more genres, still reading music. And then basically said, right, here's what a chord is. And you're like, oh, that opens up the whole of music. And now when I'm teaching, I'll start there with a young person and say, look, all the music you're going to play is going to be based on chords. So suddenly I began to say, oh, I can play piano without written music. And so I remember writing that song. And then I think church was where I wrote a lot. I didn't write outside of that. I wrote a lot for church, not necessarily sung by the church, but I wrote you know, songs as a young 14, 15 year old lad, uh, all very earnest or very, you know, <laughs> it's kind of you know, you know, when you're at that age it's all it's all or nothing there's no there's no there's no nuance um <laughs> but they were they were very genuine songs um and then I began writing a few comedy songs kind of in my you know, like later end of school which I performed at school a bit but the real change for me was going to uni so at uni I I just sat with a guitar and I just sang at the top of my voice and I think my roommates bless them I I don't think I had a concept of sound travels I just yeah <laughs> and I I got in the habit of recording everything like the old you know I iMovie so my old yeah. MacBook has just got these clips of my hair at various lengths kind of with me to screech it off my voice various you know ideas but it was when I I got I I watched uh, a film it's actually Yes Man and it said just say yes to opportunities. And so I just looked up an open mic night in the area in Oxford and said, right, I'm going to go there and ended up getting like a regular gig there. And that suddenly said, right, I'm now getting paid to do this. I get to play music and write music and, you know, trial out some songs. So that's really where I kind of said, wow, I get to write songs and try them out and people might like them. And sometimes they don't. <laughs> cool. Really good. And, and so I suppose what today now, what, what sort of motivates you to, to write what what in, inspires you or makes you think I've, I've got to write a song about that mm. so i think kind of there's two things one is kind of the observational stuff so i i one of the songs that i wrote was just called um stories about the fact that we all try and kind of live lives that often try and hide who we are and that came from our sitting in a breakfast bar and saw a guy come in and uh, crack open a you know a bottle of cider and try and hide it and drink it and i thought oh, wow that what's going on there and just kind of wrote a song about uh what might be going on but then kind of reflected it back on me and said well how do i portray this false view of myself to everyone else as well but more recently i've i um i've really been trying to take verses of scripture or take the psalms and just write them to music um partly as a way to memorize scripture because i think that's always been something i wanted to do more of but i've never found just learning words as simple as learning a melody, learning a song. And so I found that actually I've learned more yeah. scripture by singing it than I have speaking it. Yeah. Yeah. No, which is so good. I mean, I was, uh, I was thinking about how, um, you know, when I was young, I did various plays and things like that and you know, memorized long scripts and, um, you know, I can't remember any of it today, yeah. but yet the songs that I grew up with 
and and learn you know those lyrics are still as fresh to me now as they they were back then it's it's the it's the power of music isn't it to, to mm. put things into your memory in a way that that words alone can't which is of course why in the old days so many of these hymns were written because people couldn't read and yeah it was how they, they taught their theology wasn't it um and i was um we, we were enjoying listening to um the kids work at church on sunday and listening to uh, to your song i want to be a steam train yeah which was which was so much fun <laughs> yeah i do you know what? i was listening to uh the, when the children's prophetic words were shared out at church i don't know what it was but the steam train one of, of them really resonated just because I've been thinking a lot about the con- you know, ideas of slowing down, listening to God. And trains just feel bluesy. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> you're right about a train, you can turn it into a blues song. There's always a, there's always a train that's slow or it's not coming or it hasn't arrived. So There must this- be a lot of blues songs about catching trains. To, yeah, yeah, it's very much part of the blues genre, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, so that, that was good fun just to sit down and you know not take it too seriously, but enjoy writing something. Which is great. And I was thinking to myself, you know, that I remember hearing that prophetic word on a Sunday morning and it would have passed me by and just kind of at the time thought, oh, yeah, that's interesting. Mm. But, you know, now there's a song about it. I'm kind of humming to myself, I want to be a steam train. Yeah. I think, you know, that, in a sense, that prophetic word now kind of lives with me more mm. because there's a song with it. I thought that's really interesting. I wonder whether there's actually um, a challenge for us maybe as a church to take more prophetic words that are given to us as a church and say, mm. This is stuff that God's speaking to us. Let's not lose it. Let's try and kind of capture it within song. Yeah. It's like, um, yeah, the, the the melody is like the preserving fluid, but I don't know what yeah, no, no, it, that, that keeps prophetic words alive in some ways. And I think that, I mean, that I think that does, it reveals just the, the place of music in, in culture. We're all part of culture. We are, we are culture. And music shapes us in a way that actually, many other things don't shape us um yeah. the ideas that are become mainstream in a culture they're often reflected in the music they're singing and i think yeah it's a good idea for us as a church to mm. try and capture those prophetic words i guess yeah and so you um so another song that, that you recently did was um setting a, a an old hymn to some new music i wondered is is that because you know it's like a, a bit of a cheaty way of writing a new song you know you, you don't have to do the the lyrics and the melody just like steal someone else's words and, and write a new song to it was it was that your motivation or was there something else to it it's a it's a bit of both i think so sometimes my phone is lit- littered with vo- like you know recorded voice memos of melodic ideas that i just don't have lyrics for and i think kind of working with a pre-existing hymn allows me to kind of just enjoy music the musical side without having to worry about lyrics so to speak it actually came because um i was at mike frisbee's house and he told me that he works through hymnals as part of his morning devotionals or evening devotionals whenever he oh, does really? his devotionals and uh, he recommended one called the redemption hymnal so i bought it um as i often just buy on a whim books that people recommend and i found it just it's been nice to just sit with songs that were written you know, before I was born, yeah, sometimes hundreds of years yeah. before I was born. And, you know, I would never write, I don't think I would sit down and write, tell me, tell me the old, old story. Because it does, but now I think, oh yeah, but it's, it, it works. The lyrics I like, I listened to the original tune after I actually re kind of, you know, rewrote it in terms of melody. And yeah. I'm not going to lie, I much prefer my own um, <laughs> because it's, it, it, it reflects me and how I want to move and sing. And, and yeah, of course um and make music but i think that's been a nice way it, it, to to do that 
to just take pre-existing words. You don't have to reinvent the wheel if you don't want to. Yeah, yeah. It reminded me of um, you know, what Jesus says in, in Matthew 13 about um, every teacher who's trained in the kingdom of heaven, like a house owner, house owner who brings mm. out of the store of new treasures as well as old, you know, and we can be, I think maybe in, in worship uh, setting, sometimes we could be a bit preoccupied with new treasures and let's have mm. something new and shiny and, and you know, constantly trying to, to have new songs but actually there's so much wealth there in the old that um yeah and, and, back and lyrically i mean they, they are beautiful some of, these, some of these hymns you know are just lyrically wonderful um and i think it's just to appreciate the words and the metaphors analogy they're using is is nice because sometimes you haven't got the inspiration to come up with a new analogy <laughs> but actually you can plunge you know not plunge uh, plunder the depths of what's gone before yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, looking back at, I, I don't know if you've been following the Mike Frisbee um, School of Discipleship in, in your hymnals, but um, I suppose looking back through some old hymns, do you, do you feel like there are things that um, about the way that hymns used to be written that, you know, perhaps when we compare it with a lot of the songs that come out today, are there lessons that we need to be learning from old hymns? I mean, that's a huge question, right? And I'm, I'm always wary when people say this is how we should do it. I think one thing I've been blessed by is um, they, they tell the story of the gospel sometimes, like the, the actual story of Jesus' life. Yeah. Sometimes, which we don't always do. In, we, you know, we might do resurrection or death resurrection, but they sometimes might tell more of that story. Um, I think they, there's a beautiful, for, I guess for me, one thing I've seen is there's a, a beauty to the lyrics that have been written. And it's not that we don't write beautiful lyrics anymore. There's plenty of beautiful lyrics, but it feels like there's the metaphors are different. So I think mm -hmm. it's easy for us as songwriters now to kind of just fall into the same metaphors. But I think that sometimes I find there's a freshness there. And maybe at the time they weren't that fresh. They're just fresh for us because now they're the metaphors <laughs> that we don't, we're not as familiar with. So I guess it's that sense of just trying to learn from 2000 years plus of human history or of Christian history that we've had and have the, the humility to think they've probably done a good amount of it really, really well. <laughs> yeah. 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 Which is, uh, I guess a principle for so much of church life, isn't it? Mm. Um, and you know, I, I think what certainly one of my impressions is I love how often there's just so much depth of truth. And, yeah. um, you know, when I, when I hear new songs that kind of just go, "Ooh, Jesus, I love you. Ooh, 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 I love you. Um, you know, you think we've kind of confused worship with uh, expressions of love yeah. in a sense, which, which, you know, worship should be, but it's not, we can reduce worship to just emotionalism, I, I suppose mm. is what I'm saying. And, um, and that's just one of the great things about old hymns, isn't it? That there's, there's no frothy, emotion there's just you know solid good truth that fires us up and and causes us to delight in jesus because of yeah. the, the depth of truth in it well and i guess that's one of the things isn't it 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 comes down to fundamental questions what are we doing when i write us what, what am i doing when i write a song and there's a place for just expressing my my emotion um and i've written plenty of those songs there's also a place for singing truth because if it's sung i'm going to remember it i, I think that's a, a simple point for me is actually that that 
the things I think, uh, the things I sing are the things I, that kind of stay with me. So actually, if I want to, you know, delight in the gospel, then I need songs that preach the gospel to me. Brilliant. Yeah. I mean, it just, uh, in a way, reminds us what a important and actually powerful, serious responsibility songwriters have mm. nowadays to, um, you know, to be training the church, to be shaping the minds of the young and the old through the music that we sing. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, thank you, Joe. It's been a real pleasure chatting with you uh, today. And um, if you're listening, do go and check out our SoundCloud account where you can hear this uh, Joe's version of the song, Tell Me the Old, Old Story. Well, that's it for today. And uh, come and join us on the next episode. Yeah,